This is Susanna Hills Podcast. We hope this message becomes a revelation in your heart and will encourage you to live a Christ-centered life. Thanks for checking out our podcast. Here's today's message. The job is not done in the world that Christ gave us to do and the mandate is still binding on us today. That's why we speak of unreached people groups. But the missions is the back-breaking, culture-penetrating, darkness-shattering initial work to penetrate, plant the church, see it flourish, get its own elders, train its own people, evangelize its own networks. That's the task of missions. It's not over. And that Jesus Christ is the only way to heaven. And the alternative is hell. And millions and millions and millions of people are on their way there. And we have the only means of escape in our heads and in our hearts. Jesus Christ. There are many prodigal sons On our city streets they run Searching for shelter And there are homes Broken down People's hopes Have fallen to the ground From failures This is an emergency
Count to cost, brothers and sisters, this is not an invitation to an easy life. For 2,000 years, thousands and thousands of missionaries, the unnamed, no biographies written about them, just unnamed people of whom the world is not worthy, have counted this cost and put their lives at risk and reached the loss with the only message of salvation. job is not done, friends. And every single one of us can be part of this great harvest. Every single one of us can be a missionary to our, our friends and our colleagues, to our family, to our schools. Every single one of us are called to the mission field. Every single one of us is called by Jesus to be his missionaries. He said in Matthew chapter 28, he said, he called his disciples unto him. And then as he called them unto him, they worshiped him. And then in verse 18, we read how he says, all authority has been given to him. And then he says, in this authority, he wants you and me to go and to make disciples of all nations, to baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit and to teach them everything he's commanded us. And then he says this, he says, you'll not have to do this alone. I will give you my spirit. I'll give you myself. I myself will be with you even till the very end of the age, I'm here to say to you, friends, there's the greatest joy that you and I can experience is to be part of God at work, to see God touch a life, to see God minister to someone, to see God change someone's life, to see God uh, literally bring about breakthrough, to see God use you and me in 
the, the natural. It's amazing how it's, it's amazing how you, when you partner with the mission of God, you allow the eternal to break into the temporary. You allow the supernatural to break into the natural. You allow the unseen to break into the seen. And you get to see what God is doing. You get to be part of that. I don't believe that the church merely has a mission. I believe that the mission of God has a church, friends. The mission of God has a church because God is a missionary God. He's a God on a mission. Friends, think about your life before you got saved. Think about how thankful are you and me that, they, that, that we had missionaries, that we had people that came to our schools, that we had people that came to our homes. We had, I had people come to our homes, share the gospel with us. I had people speak to my parents. I had people take us on youth camps. Um, sharing the gospel with us. I had people coming to our schools. I had people coming to our churches and, and me hearing the gospel at church. Many of you got saved in this very church in City on a Hill. And now is your time to say, okay, Lord, just like I've been receiving, I've received freely. Now I want to give freely, friends. Don't hold this for yourself. See, the gospel is only good news if it gets there in time. See, if people can't hear the good news, they don't know the good news. It says in Romans chapter 10, verse 14, it says, how then... Can they call on the one they have not yet believed in? See, see this, friends. How can they call on the one that they have not yet believed in? And how can they believe if no one, if, in the one of whom they have not yet heard? So if they've not yet heard, how can they believe? And how can they call on him if they don't believe? He says, and how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent as it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. It's amazing. Ephesians chapter 6 says we, we, we put on the full armor of God. And part of putting on the armor of God is to put on the gospel, the shoes of the gospel of peace. God wants you to be every single day of our lives to look for gospel opportunities, to take the gospel into pick and pay, to take the gospel into the coffee shops and into, into our workplaces and into our friendship, friendship circles and into our, 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 our influence areas. It's amazing how I believe that people can only respond to the good news when we share the good news. Do you, have you ever sat with God and said, God, help me to tell my testimony. Help me to share the gospel. Peter Rasmussen speaks about the fact that the way you share the gospel is you speak about how when Jesus, what Jesus Christ did for you on the cross and the life of Christ and the, the, the salvation and the freedom that Christ gave and, and the liberty and, and the repentance that you experience in Christ, as that crosses your life where you experience it, that's how you share the gospel. You tell people about the reality of Christ, you tell them about what he's done for you and how you experienced it personally. No one can take your testimony away from you. And if you and I do not have a testimony to tell, we're going to struggle to be able to bring uh, many people to, to salvation because they're not going to hear the story of God through our lives. I love this, that God wants to shine his story specifically and uniquely through you and through me. I believe being part of a local church is a, is a radical opportunity to be part of God's mission. Because a local church, like City on Hill, is a church on mission. It's a church that's called to make a difference. It's a church that exists for the benefit of others. It's a church that's a giving, going, sending church. It's a church that makes a difference in Falun Skrin and, and in Muffy King and, and in Potsdam and in Clarkstorp and in other parts of the country. It's a church that's open-handed. It's a church that says, Jesus, here I am. Send me, like Isaiah said in Isaiah 6, here I am, send me. I want to ask you, friends, have you had a revelation of Jesus? To say, God, I want to not only be part of the beneficiary, or I don't only want to be a beneficiary of people on mission, I want to join the mission 
of God. Winky Pratney said, God is looking for willing hearts. God has no favorites. You do not have to be special, but you have to be available. If you want to join the mission of God, you don't have to have special gifts or be special, but you can just say, Lord, here I am. I'm available. I'm remembering Catherine Kuhlman that used to say she didn't have any natural gifts, but she could give God herself. She could give God her love, her undivided love and attention. I want to touch on Philippians 4, just a few verses from Philippians 4, where Paul writes, and he says, actually, he, he writes from prison to a church in Philippi that's been partnering with him in this mission of God, this apostolic mission that God called him for. And I, I'm, I'm amazed at his language because Paul's finding himself in prison because he's engaged in the mission of God. And I'm here to say to you, friends, just by engaging in the mission of God doesn't mean it's going to be easy. People are going to disappoint you. You're going to have to say no to some opportunities and some, some, you might have to say no to some luxuries and some holidays and you might not be able to upgrade your car because you're spending your money on a mission trip or you might not be able to, 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 to have extra time because you're spending a night to go to the hospital to pray for people. But here's the thing, friends. It's those little sacrifices that accumulate and they become eternal blessings. We're going to touch on that next week about etern our eternal inheritance and our investments that we get to make as being part, as being planted in the, with the family of God. It says in verse 10 of Philippians 4, but I rejoiced in the Lord greatly that now at last your care for me has flourished again. Though you sh surely did care, but you lacked the opportunity. He's saying, friends, the church in Philippi, you want to be part of the mission of God. They were giving financially to Paul. There's many ways to be part of the mission of God. But what, the, what, what, what he was saying, he says, you lacked the opportunity. Friends, what I love about City on Hill is you get a lot of opportunities to be part of the mission of God. Even being part of a light group is an opportunity to be part of God's mission. Going into your community, making a difference, teaching people, investing into our community is part of taking hold of the opportunity. Even prayer meetings. Friends, praying is so powerful. Jesus said, my house shall be called a house of prayer for all nations. God wants all nations to be prayed for through our churches. Friends, here's the thing. Jesus Christ came as a missionary from heaven to earth. He left comfort and convenience and came as a missionary to come and save us. He gave up what was comfortable and convenient so that he can bring about salvation and freedom to those who desperately needed it. And now you and I can be an expression of Jesus by doing exactly what he did by his spirit and by his power. It's, it's Pentecost Sunday, friends. It's the, it's the Sunday of being empowered by the spirit to say, as you empower me, Holy Spirit, I want to express, I want to be the hands and feet of Jesus. I want to be the mouthpiece of Jesus. I want to be the vessel of Christ. I want to usher in Jesus. Just like Jesus left heaven, I want to leave my comfort and my convenience by the power of the spirit in order to make a difference. Friends, and you might not always be able to be on the front line, but you can be faithful where you are at. Charles Spurgeon said the following. He says, you'll never make a missionary of the person who does no good at home. I believe it starts by being faithful with the people in front of you. It starts with being faithful, being a missionary in your space, in your current scenario. Charles Spurgeon goes on to say, he says, he that will not serve the Lord in the Sunday school at home will not win children for Christ in China. And I've learned this, friends, is that the best missionaries out there were, were the best missionaries at home, the people that are willing to spend their lives for the glory of God. See, a local church is an opportunity for mission. Getting involved in the Ignite Children's Ministry, serving on a Sunday, getting involved in our community, opening your home, going on a short-term outreach with, with the teams, ministering, praying, 
praying, it's, it's part of being on mission with Jesus. Philippians chapter 4, verse 11 to 13, Paul carries on to say, he says, he says, not that I speak in regard to need, for I've learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to, uh, uh, how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things I've learned both the f- uh, to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Friends, if you engage in the mission of God, the context here is Paul's writing, like I said, from prison because of the mission of God. And he's saying, I've learned what it means to have plenty and I've learned how to be in want. I've learned how to go through extreme um, favor and blessing and I've gone through extreme pain and lack. He says, but I've learned how to be content. I can be thankful in this all. Why? Because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Friends, by the power of the Spirit, it's it's Pentecost. I want to ask you, could you even just right now, just take a moment, open your hands and say, Holy Spirit, even in my weakness, you are strong for me. Even when I've got more than enough, give me the strength to share and to be mission-minded and missional. And when I don't have enough, give me the strength to be what you want me to be and to live out what you want me to live. Friends, this is way more than just finances. It's, 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 it's way more than just, just, just uh, looking at your circumstances. It's about a heart, catching the heart of God and saying, God, I want to be able to be part of what you're doing. Verse 17 to 18, Paul writes, he says, not that I desire your gifts. What I desire is more that, to be credited to your account. And we're gonna touch on this next week. That, that God wants, God, there's an eternal investment that God wants you to be part of. He says, I've re- received the gifts that you sent me through Epaphroditus. He says, they're a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice pleasing to God. Friends, when you and I engage in the mission of God, God enjoys it. It's like a, it's like a fragrance. It's like a sacrifice that goes up to God. God is like, he delights in your mission. He delights it when you engage in the mission of God. He delights it when you engage in the apostolic mission of God on the planet. Many of you, you, I mean, for Marie and I, it's been the hardest thing for us to to leave what we love, to leave the family and the friends and the church that we love. It's been the hardest thing for us to engage in the mission of God. It's been one of the hardest things for us, friends. And to go to a place that that it's, in our minds, we're thinking, Lord, what are we going to be able to do? It's... It's, it's so daunting, it's so beyond us, but you know what I've learned? God delights in that. God delights in the fact that you and I engage with the mission. And even as, as an apostolic man, I want to say to you, just like Paul said to the church in Philippi, I want to say this to you, City on Hill, I want to say thank you for your partnership. Thank you for partnering. Thank you for sending us. Thank you for praying for us. Thank you for giving. giving. Thank you for building a base that can not only send us, but send many more. Thank you for engaging in the mission of God. God delights in it. God says it's a fragrant offering to me. Isn't that amazing? Rick Warren said, he said, the way you store up treasures in heaven is by investing in getting people there. That's the way you store up treasures in heaven, is by getting people there. And I want to close with 1 Samuel chapter 30. And this story is so powerful for me. And, and, I, and I pray that this will unlock something for you in your life because it speaks of David and you know every single time I read the Old Testament I read it with with New Testament lenses because I want to see Jesus on every page and so David comes in 1 Samuel 30 and him and his men they 600 men they come back to their to their to their their town called Ziklag and they see that their wives and their children and all their livestock and all their possessions has been stolen so they've been raided by the Amalekites 
And so David them start crying and they start weeping and, and they experience great loss. And friends, their women and children, their wives and their children are, are literally taken away from them. And David finds himself in a place where his own men want to kill him. And so it reminded me about the fact that actually, friends, if you think about what happened with, with the people of God and you think about what happened with us, is that we had a king, we had a captain, not David, his name is Jesus. And so when, when we experienced loss and when we were separated from, from, from our eternal inheritance, when we were separated from our relationship with God and even separated from, from our, our, our portion, our inheritance, we want, they actually killed, they wanted to kill David. They spoke of stoning David. And we killed Jesus ourselves. Our sins put him on the cross. And his own people, Jesus' own people, killed him and they nailed him to a cross. They said, give us Barabbas, crucify Jesus. And so David has this moment where he strengthens himself in the Lord. And, he, and it's almost like a resurrection takes place. Because he, he hears from God and then he goes through almost like he's got, a, he's got this kind of dying to self moment and then he rises to the strength of God. Just like Jesus died and then he rose, he resurrected. And this resurrection, this Peter, uh, uh, David in a sense then shows something of the, the what Jesus wants to do with his resurrection in our lives. It's amazing. It's an amazing picture for me, this. I've never seen it like this until I, till I read it uh, pre previously. And I've, I've, it's amazing for me because actually David then says, Lord, should we pursue? And God says, pursue. And then God says, I'm going to lead you. I'm going to lead those men that have lost so much. They've lost what, what rightfully is theirs. They've lost the eternal inheritance. They've lost, they, they've got their friends and their family. They've got their family and their children that are far from God, that are now separated from them, stolen by the ever enemy. And Jesus is saying, I want to include you after my resurrection. I want to include you in my mission. And so David, these same people that, that killed him, that wanted to kill him, now join him on a mission to go and rescue the people that are now captured, uh, capt, uh, uh, captured and, capt, uh, and literally in cap, uh, being captivated <laughs> or captured by the enemy. Sorry about that. And literally what happens is, friends, is they go to the enemy's camp to take back what the enemy stole from them. And so David does this. He takes his men and, and God miraculously leads them and they, they, start, they start taking back what the enemy stole from them. And I, I feel like in the spirit today, I want to prophesy over you as you're watching this message. And this is, this is part of living our lives with Jesus, is that Jesus died because our sins put him on the cross, but he also rose. And when he rose, he poured out his spirit. He says, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you so that you can be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the ends of the earth. And Jesus is saying, actually, I was risen from the dead so that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead can now live in you and me. And this spirit empowers us to engage with Jesus' mission and to be led by Jesus, our King, our King of kings, our King of glory, to be led by Jesus under the power of his spirit to go back into the enemy's camp and what the devil stole, he stole our children, he stole our wives, he stole our friends, our family, and he wants them in hell, he wants them bound in captivity. What the enemy stole, God is saying, I'm going to get you to come back and to take back what the enemy stole. You're going to bring my good news and you're going to ride on a white horse, ride behind me like he rides on a white horse and we're going to take back what the enemy stole from us. That's the mission of God, friends. There's children, wives, there's friends, there's family members that are far from God. They are 
They are, they are bound in sin. They're bound in addictions. They're bound in, in darkness. And God wants to bring them into the light and into freedom. And he wants to use you and me, friends. He wants us to be part of this great plan. But you know what happens, friends? Not everyone could, not everyone could go all the way. And that's amazing for me because that often happens. There's seasons of our lives that we can't be on the front line all the time. There's sometimes when we don't have the capacity. We, we have small kids maybe or maybe we're in the middle of a very busy season at work or maybe we're struggling and we, we're in a busy season with our studies or some area that of our lives that's, that limits us. And so what happens with David is 200 of the men can't go all the way so they stay with the supplies and 400 go and they recover everything under the leadership of their king and Jesus wants us to join him to recover what was lost and what was stolen from us on his mission. And friends, you know what is amazing? Is, is the, the, the 400 men didn't want to share some of the spoils with some of the inheritance with the 200. But you know, David made a lasting ordinance. And it's, a, it's, a, it's not only an ordinance, it's a statute that he made. Now a statute and an ordinance is something that outlives generations, that outlasts every single generation. It'll stand firm beyond generations. And David makes a statute and I believe it's still valuable and still powerful today and this gives you and me hope because what I'm doing with Marie and I and our family and others are doing here in North America and Charlotte, North Carolina and what you are doing in South Africa or maybe you're doing somewhere in Germany watching or maybe you're doing somewhere in Asia or in Australia, wherever you're watching, what you are doing there faithfully and what we are doing here faithfully, together we're doing so much great, we're part of the mission of God and we might not all be able to be in the front line but we can all play a part we can stay with the supplies we can pray we can give we can serve we can love we can care we can be part of the mission of God it says in verse 23 of 1 Samuel 30 it says but David said my brethren you shall not do so with what the Lord has given us who has preserved us and delivered into our hand the troop that came against us for who will heed you in this matter? But as his part is, listen, this is a statute that he made. As his part is who goes down into the battle, so shall his part be who stays with the supplies. They shall share alike. So it was from that day forward that he made a statute and an ordinance for Israel to this day. Friends, the people of God, it works like this. That you can maybe not be part of you can maybe not go to South America, but when Bruce McAlpine and Brent Brading go to South America, you can be part of what God's doing. You can be praying, you can be giving, and you can be faithful where God has planted you. And as you are faithful where God's planted you, and they're faithful with where God's planted them, even with NCMI, friends, we are part of a network of, of churches and of, of, of men and women that are serving God, doing, being on the mission of God, joining the mission of God worldwide. And you and I get to be part of it. Could I say this to you? It's not a small thing, friends, that you're giving that you are praying, that you are serving, that you are planted. Because as you are planted, I believe God wants you to bear much fruit and bring him glory. If you're far from God here today, and you might be one of those women or children, or you might be a man that's been taken away, you've been captive, taken captive by the enemy. And today, under the leadership of the Holy Spirit and the power of God's Spirit, I want to I invite you to become a, a son or a daughter of the Most High God, I want to invite you to put your faith in Jesus and to say today, Jesus Christ, I will serve you for the rest of my life. But if you're close to God today, I wanna to ask you, would you raise your hands right there where you are? I don't care where you are, even if you're watching in a coffee shop, raise your hands and say, Lord, here I am. Use me, send me. <laughs> the job is not done and I wanna be part of your mission. In Jesus' name.
Thanks for joining us for today's message. Don't forget to check out our website or visit City on a Hill International on Instagram or Facebook for our updates, celebration times or ways you can get involved. We are also streaming our message on Facebook Live, so make sure you join us or share the post. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. We'll see you soon.